Welcome to the Nifty Podcast, presented by Party Fish Media, a showcase of the best emerging filmmakers under the age of 25 from all around the world. The film starts two weeks from tonight when we're recording this at Nifty 2020 from Seattle, Washington. But all around the world this year, it's a virtual film festival, um, as is kind of mandated by life right now. Um, and so, yeah, everybody, uh, welcome to our Nifty 2020 Programmers Picks bonus episode of the podcast this year um we are very excited we've got a good chunk of the programming team here to discuss some of um our highlights and that's not to say that we wish we could talk about every film here on this episode that we watched and programmed and as part of the festival this year but uh we uh don't have that many hours we'll let you go watch them during the festival um as we do every year um and so these are just a couple that we wanted to uh to shout out and so we've got a good chunk of folks here um and so let's go around um in the same order that we set let's do a quick little introduction everybody who who do we got um on the zoom call with us howdy everybody this is dan hudson executive director of nifty hi this is amy williams program director at nifty Hey everyone, this is Kevin Connor, one of the programmers uh, at Nifty. Hey, I'm Jessica Stossel and I was a programming intern this year. And hi everybody, I'm Robert Spiewak. I produce the podcast. You've heard me on too many episodes of the show. And uh, I also experiment with programming the experimentals for Nifty for a couple years now. Um, and yeah, I think... Um, we uh, don't really want to beat around the bush too much um, with this episode since we've got we've got a ton of people and a lot of films we want to talk about tonight um, or morning, afternoon, whenever you're listening to this. So um, let's just kind of dive into some of these picks. Um, Dan, do you want to lead us off? Yeah, sure. Um, well, just before I dive in, I just want to give people just like an overall sense of like what a virtual festival means for Nifty this year. Um, you know, it's going to be all online it's all digital um it's completely global this year it's something that we're really excited about it's something that we wanted to put together um so that everybody that has a film in the festival um can participate um you know watch all the all the films <clears throat> completely non-geo blocked um and so yeah uh, if any of these films sound tasty to you no matter where you're listening um nifty is available to you um, and it's running for 10 days this year um, instead of the normal four-day weekend. So hopefully give everybody plenty of time to dive into absolutely all the content that we've got coming at you, including 234 official selections for this year's edition. So I'm going to kick it off um, with opening night. This is a film um, from Daniel and Tebby um, called Soft, um, which uh, screens or would have screened at South by Southwest um, earlier this year um, and has uh, received some wild acclaim, deservedly so. Um, the, the thing that immediately jumped out to me for this film is just like it, it absolute insane command of lighting, like kind of Kubrickian level lighting, just like um, the dark from the darkest scenes, um, flickering light bulbs and like warm sort of amber uh, glow from street lamps um, filtering through the rain. Um, just an absolutely gorgeous film and just truly a uh, uh, master class in like understated um, filmmaking as well. Just like really tightly controlled performances. Um, and it, it's 
a very like short, compact film, like seven or eight minutes long. Um, just, I'm really excited to see what Daniel does after this. Um, and I'm excited for everybody to see it at opening night. I'm going to stick with this opening night theme. And, uh, you know, chronological is great. Uh, and talk a little bit about Moira Fett's film Practice. I'm really in love with this film, as I will probably end up saying about every film. Um, uh, this was one of the first films I screened for the festival this year, and it instantly like ran up the top of my list of favorites and has kind of just stayed there. Um, there are two wonderful lead actresses that are super young and just kill the game whole time. Super great. It's a dystopian film. Um, and the like world building in it is so simple, but it's super, super effective. Um, big fan, really love it. Great way. It's the first film that is opening the festival this year. And I think it's a great way to do it. I want to fast forward a bit. We had a couple opening night, uh, films. I want to go all the way to the end to closing night and talk about one of the more charming, more moving documentaries I had the pleasure of seeing this year. And that is your friend and my friend. Ranger Doug. Um, it's just this kind of slice of life um, look at this park ranger in Glacier National Park and the decades he's dedicated himself um, to maintaining that park and how the park has changed uh, just in that short time relative to you know how long it took for the park to form and how long those structures and, and landmarks have been around. Um, it's, uh, like I said, playing a closing night and it's a directing uh, duo, uh, Claire Jansen and, and Sarah Nell. And it's this really beautiful look at this, this guy who is just beloved by the community and has spent so much uh, time uh, of his life, you know, fighting that good fight. Um, it, it's a good reminder that, you know, the world is, is large, that there are problems sometimes in the world are big, but, you know, you're never too small to make a difference, whether you're just an individual or not. Plus, it's got some beautiful nature imagery, um, and it's just uh, a good one to keep an eye out for, even though you got to wait till the end of the festival to see it. Woo, go Panthers. Your friend Ranger Doug came from Chapman, um, and I'm from Chapman, so I got to watch them work on it a little bit, and it, it was so sweet. Also one of my favorites. Um, but I want to mention something from the Dynamic Duo screening, um, which was a screening that I came up with doing. I thought we had a lot of great films about buddies and duos and bittersweet was definitely one that contributed to the screening. Um, it's by Max Meir. And I love how he blended this serious topic of suicide with the comedy of the little boy and their beautiful relationship that they build from this dark topic. It's the perfect combination. It, it's bittersweet, just like the title says. I In my review, I said it was sweet and salty because it really hits both sides of the spectrum and it demands your attention because of it. And the relationship the characters had was one of the best I thought I saw this year. Nice. Well, that brings it around to experimental film corner. And I for usually experimental films are like the really like bizarre break out of reality. But this year it seems like all the experimental films are like this cruel reminder of how scary the real world is. Um, and that's okay uh, because we need both sides of the coin. Um, and so my first um, pick kicking it off is uh, Runaway They'll See Us, which was in the Breaking the Mold screening this year, um, directed by Ryan Henry Knight. Um, and, uh, 
you know, I'm not going to beat around the bush. This one's about racial violence. Um, but it's this really, the thing that really got me with it, thinking about it, is that it's this, just this stripped down, there's only three characters in one room, and it isn't, like, trying to draw any kind of cover or draw or make a, an analogy about about race it's really just like uh hey um <laughs> there's white white people and black people are at odds and there's violence and it's we need to talk about it and um and that was something that i really um i don't know it's been this run this was made before obviously you know the events and the protests of this summer in 2020 and it was just I was watching it amidst that time when I was programming it and it just um, kind of struck right to the core of what I think um, you know a lot of people overlook or get lost trying to find the meaning of what people talk about when they say Black Lives Matter or you know or any of the um, protest protest chants or anthems um, when really you know it's this it's it's painful and there's loss and the other just wild thing about this short is that there's also kind of this sitcom laugh track running underneath of it, which is this extra layer of absurdity that just, I don't know, it sent, it sent me reeling and it's, it's, just, it's just so good. And I'm so excited that we were able to include it in the festival this year. Awesome. Well, I'm going to keep the experimental thing going um, with a film Waiting uh, by Sina Fardaragi. I really hope I didn't butcher that. Um, but it it's um, absolutely beautiful film from Sina um, with a stellar soundtrack, which is fully uh, authorized by the composer of If the Open Street Could Talk. Um, it's an absolutely exquisite film, um, and it just will leave you uh, kind of hopeful and anticipating a day in which that we can all break free from our current moment. I have a pilot of a docu-series that is on my programmer's picks list this year. Uh, it is Anissa Amalia's In-Betweens, which is playing in our Saturday Night Shorts showcase. Super pumped. Uh, that's a personal favorite screening of mine this year. It's just stacked with wonderful, incredible films. Um, but Anissa's film, wow. <laughs> just, I truly do not think that we have anything else like this film on the festival this year it is so vulnerable it's it's uh described by anisa as um an ode to self-discovery and finding place within their own roots and that's exactly what it is there's so much vulnerability and truth and honesty put on screen um with some really really cool animation too she uh they mix a lot of styles um within this this the first episode and i think that the idea is that all of the uh, next episodes kind of follow other people on their own journeys of self-discovery. Um, and I, I want all of those episodes right now, immediate, please, please and thank you. I will watch them, binge them as soon as I can. One of my favorite parts about programming for Nifty is kind of the ways each year that familiar stories are kind of told in, in new ways. And and this year I was able to, to catch um, Hector Bell's uh, Coming to Light, which is playing in the Saturday Night Shorts showcase. And it's kind of this heart-wrenching view of, of trauma and abuse 
um, but not told through the typical lens that you might see um, uh, stories of trauma and, view, and abuse told through. Um, if nothing else, I don't want to give too much away, but it kind of crafts a compelling embodiment of the monster in the room concerning a man's agency over his abuse and abuser. And it's 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 a unique way to look at it and, and something I really think you should check out in the Saturday Night Shorts Showcase. Taking it over to our palpable performances screening, um, I want to bring up the film called Stamp. It came to us from Croatia, and it features this man who's immigrated from his home country to a foreign country where he is being deported. However, his sister is there in foster care, and he's desperately trying to stay with her and get the proper papers so that they can be together. Um, And it was really, really refreshing to see a story of immigration that had nothing to do with the U.S. and was a story of immigration from somewhere else in the world. I think that was really eye-opening for me, especially with the political climate in the U.S. regarding immigration. Um, And again, such an amazing relationship between the main character and his sister. It's in palpable performances for a reason. Um, They had amazing chemistry on screen. They really gave the story a lot with their performances. Um, I'm someone who loves to see real life issues brought up in fictional narratives. And this um, takes a look at immigration so gracefully and so beautifully, it will tug on your heartstrings and you will leave feeling a little bit more educated from it. Nice. Uh, Let's see, my next pick um, is out of the centerpiece screening this year, uh, titled To the Girl That Looks Like Me. Um, and it's kind of the, uh, oh, directed by, oh boy, okay, I'm going to do my best, I promise, um, pronouncing your name, Iwurakua Dawson Omoa, um, and I hope that you correct me when I meet you, hopefully. Um, but uh, yeah, so anyways, it's this um, this visual poem kind of speaking to a lot of aspects of the black experience. And so it's kind of the other, the flip side to the coin of uh, Runaway They'll See Us, where it's this direct to, um, you know, uh, any any viewer um, that, you know, has experienced any kind of, um, I don't know, different treatment in their life from the way that they look, whether it's, you know, the way they dress, their hair, their connection to their culture, whatever. Um, And it's kind of this empowering short piece that just, um, that's encouraging. And especially now, I think that those kind of messages, you know, are kind of a necessity in the way that we're kind of moving through the world. And especially for, uh, for people that are feeling, you know, kind of even even more penned in than, than a quarantine can make you, but just penned in within their own um, skin. And I think that um, it's, just, it's just this great encouraging piece with some amazing makeup and production design and this really varied scenery. There's some in-studio stuff. There's some outside in nature, um, some urban cityscape stuff. Um, and it's just really good. That's in, it's in the centerpiece screening. You can't miss it. Can't miss it. Won't miss it. Um, well, here's another can't miss one um, for a number of reasons. Um, Siervo from Pilar Garcia Fernandez Sesma, um, which uh, just got into like the final round um, for the student Oscar for best animation uh, this year. Um, and it's an absolutely incredible piece. Um, if, if you are a fan of kind of a lot of these like folk folklore resurgence, uh, kind of renaissance that's going right now. Um, 
especially if you're a fan of movies like The Lure or The Witch or anything that's kind of like rooted in sort of really traditional storytelling. Um, it is uh, absolutely incredible use of, of genre um, and like dark fairy tales to like tell the, the story of um, sexual awakening, um, domestic violence. Um, it is it is a dark film, but it is exquisitely gorgeous. Um, hand-drawn animation um, it's uh, pretty much like entirely dialogue free um, with really interesting soundtrack um, I, I highly recommend this film it's going to be in Saturday Night Shorts um, which is uh, one of our very first showcase screenings uh, coming up this festival check it out there were so many wonderful incredible films about mother-daughter relationships this year that we had to build an entire screening around it. So many incredible films. We're closing out this screening with a film called Breast Milk by Roxy Sorkin. There is crazy, wonderful, incredible chemistry between the actors in this film. It makes you think that they're related and they're not even related in the film. That it's <laughs> the whole thing. Um, and that's not a spoiler. It's just, it is what it is. Um, I want a feature film out of this film. I got so many comforting like mother-daughter vibes out of it, but it's super emotional too, but it hits all of these really emotional beats in a 15-minute film with so much payoff and so well and just navigates. It's very funny, but it's very emotional. And I, don't, I truly don't know how she did it. Uh, big fan. Changing gears a bit, we got a, a stop animation uh, pick from, from me over here in our powerful grit screening. And that's Ellie Stern's Waste Away, which is one of the films when I first saw it, you know, it felt truly unique um, for a lot of reasons. Uh, it's, it's, again, the stop motion uh, about this homeless woman kind of going through a dystopian trash-filled city. Uh, that's all I'm going to say because it gets pretty pretty wild, pretty fast. It's a short one, but a good one. Um, and you, there's a lot going on in it, um, but I think one of the, the biggest undercurrents is kind of just our changing environment, how we're treating uh, the places where we live, and then also how we're treating each other. Um, and it's just... Uh, Waste Away is just this good uh, little little film, and you just want to kind of let it wash all over you. So uh, check it out in Powerful Grit this year. That was a good pun about washing over you, Kevin. Nice. <laughs> Keeping with the Powerful Grit screening, um, I wanted to talk about Steps of Valor. Um, Natalia Bell directed it, and it's her telling her mother's story of when she was pregnant with her. So this awesome connection already between the director and the story. Um, and essentially her mother is still at university taking college classes, but she's the only woman in her class. She is nine months pregnant. Her due date is on the day of their final exam. Um, and the professor will not accommodate her as a white man leading a class in, I assume, the 90s. Um, and it just, it had me wanting to yell at the screen the way that the writing and the direction and the performances all came together so well i hated this professor i loved the story i was rooting for the main character the whole time you you really get involved in this story and it, it's so awesome and when you're watching the credits you get to see photos of her mom in real life and her and it's a beautiful way to close out the powerful grit screening i'm glad we're speaking of awesome because uh have you guys heard of the human body? Because 
from what I know, it's pretty awesome. And we get a tour of it in the next film on my list. Welcome to my new cyborg body, uh, which is in the all hours absurdity screening this year, um, directed by Lucy Souter, who, for those of you that remember Happy Little Fly from last year's festival, um, she was the set fabricator for that film. Um, and so in this one, pretty much we get um, kind of a programmer's picks of yeah, the human body. It's close-ups. It's uh, new names for different parts. It's um, some censored shots. It's got it all. It's just, it's short and sweet and punchy and funny. And uh, just, you know, just kind of a good reminder that at the end of the day, we're all just flesh and bone. Oh, man. I can't even follow that up. Except for this, this next film is all about bones. Your teeth. Uh, this film Milk Teeth, uh, which is in our Thrills and Chills screening. Um, it, this one, I like, couldn't believe. It, you know, every once in a while you like watch a film at Nifty and you're like, what? Like, how was this done? Like, on like student, like, but production budget. Like, the production design on this one is just nuts. Um, it's, it's like a completely Guillermo del Toro esque world built film from the ground up, uh, right down to some. Uh, practical creature uh, prosthetics. Um, and I don't really want to give too much away about this film. But, uh, suffice it to say that teeth um, are the driving force behind the plot. Um, and there are some beloved, delightful orphans. Um, and it's just a delicious, dark fairy tale. Um, and it's going to be screening live stream watch party on Halloween. So that's 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 that. That's all you need to know. The opening shot of that film will haunt me for the rest of my life. And it's just the opening shot. Uh, it would not be a true Amy's Programmer's Picks without something from the All Hours Absurdity screening. And this year, I want to give a special shout out to Cal Moreno's number two, which is truly just a really good time. And it's about something, it's about <laughs> tackling the day to day life um, of someone living with Crohn's disease, which is generally not a really great time, but he manages to just distill <laughs> a lot of fun into, into a film that's about someone just aggressively not having fun. Um, there are some incredible musical moments within this film, and I don't want to give too much away, but just be on the lookout <laughs> for when certain music plays, who it plays for. It's genius. It's wonderful. It's very fun. Um, there are, in a time where we are all separated and there's, you know, the political of everything is not great. Uh, we need some moments of like human connection and just really connecting with each other on a deep level and just being there for one another. And this film does that perfectly, wonderfully. The journey that our main character takes uh, is so uplifting and uh, also a great way to cap off that screening. Speaking of human connection and kind of throwing back to the the uh, mother uh, daughter relationship that Amy mentioned previously. We got a, a, a great little film here um, about a father-daughter relationship, and that is the film uh, Lena from, from director and writer Gosha Shapiro. And it's this 
great little glimpse at kind of the intangible experiences of a Russian father and daughter who immigrate to the U.S., and it's told majority at a parent-teacher conference. Now, this is a young daughter uh, who, Lena, uh, titular role, uh, Lena, uh, and it's kind of this, she's at like the vertex of cultures, of languages, and of growing up, and uh, the two leads in this movie, I think, really elevate this film to such a great level. It's like lightning in a bottle. They really connect. You really believe who they, they are, who they are. And it's just a very nuanced, uh, a very succinct way at, at looking at this story. And, you know, I'm, I'm really proud and glad that Nifty is, is able to screen uh, shorts like this. Moving over to an animation in our animation celebration screening, um, I'd like to talk about There Were Four of Us, which is an awesome film from Cassie Shao. Um, but Cassie, I gotta be honest, you confused me in the most wonderful way with this film. I certainly watched it more than once and I feel like I got something new out of it each time and I enjoyed it more each time. But this animation is a crazy look at reality through the lens of dreamlike reality um and it played with so much in sound and visuals and the whole mix the whole mixing pot of all of those really spoke to me even though i had to decode it a little bit it was like a challenge you know when you're in a dream and it's really hard to move around or someone speaks but their mouth doesn't move she really captured that essence in the way that she plays with all the components of the films. Um, so this will totally transport you somewhere else. And I highly recommend watching it as many times as you can. Well, um, I'm also going to close it out uh, of my top five programmers picks. This one's uh, Barb Hoffman coming in uh, with an experimental animation like she does. Um, and this one is like, it's, it's, taking her normal kind of like lighthearted whimsical tone, but it's like totally grounding it um, in this COVID-19 moment that we're all in. Um, it's, it's, it's like a very simple concept, but it like works like so well. Um, like Barb, ha uh, Barb has people describe what they see in some photos of some clouds and then she animates over top of them. And it's just, it's just so fun. It's just so sweet. It's so delightful. Um, you know, I've been, I've been sharing a lot of like dark, heavy picks, um, but I have to throw this one in here because, um, this one is very hopeful. Um, I mean, it's, it's all about connection. It's all about, uh, you know, reaching out to people. So pick up the phone. If there's somebody you haven't talked to, who knows what's happening out there to people, um, you know, mental health, all that good stuff, stay connected. Um, and, you know, look out for each other, uh, even if it's just to say, hey, what, what do you see outside right now? Look up, look up in the clouds. What do you see? So I started my list with the first film playing in the festival, and I will be ending my list with the last film playing in the festival. Uh, I want to give special recognition, shout out to Siani Ray Walker's Misfits. Um, I'm just going to read the synopsis real quick. When they learn that their friend has been kidnapped, has kidnapped a cop on the night of MLK Jr.'s assassination, two sisters and leaders of the Black Panther Party must set aside their differences to navigate one of the most turbulent nights in history. Turbulent is a fantastic word <laughs> to describe 
this film and everything that happens in it and the kind of journey you take as an audience member. I was on the edge of my seat the entire time, but I think what struck me so much was even though I was like just trying to keep up with everything that was happening and it's very tense, I felt so secure in the director's hands. It's just one of those films where you can tell that the filmmaker is making exactly the film that they want to make and telling exactly the story that they want to be telling. There's so much confidence in every decision, every movement of the camera, every line out of every character's mouth, even though what's actually happening in the story is nobody being confident in anything. Uh, and it's it's truly a sight to see. It's, it's incredible. I think it's a stellar period piece too, which is really hard to pull off um, with some very you know timely themes that m made sense back then. It still makes sense today. Um, so I think it's a brilliant way to close out the festival. I love this film. And that's my wrap up of I love this film on top of all five films that I have <laughs> mentioned tonight. Uh, and I'm sure I'll say it more later. Well, a Amy started at the beginning of the festival, she ended at the end, and I'm going to end with something smack dab in the middle. Uh, and that's one of our centerpiece films uh, called The Mood in the United States Today. Um, and in the sparsest terms, I guess, uh, it's about the changing laws in the U.S. Uh, and those that uh, are affected by their status, as particularly a live-in nurse um, by those laws. Um and for such an eye-catching title, uh, director Ward Kamel kind of gives us with an incredibly nuanced and subtle distillation of all the ideas that have, are kind of just floating around over the past how a handful of years, longer than that, if we're being truly honest, in this country. Um, and I truly believe that less is more with this one. And the film kind of seems to uh, encapsulate that as well. It's kind of under the surface. It it doesn't vocalize a lot. And because of that, it's so engrossing. Um, it's it's a do not miss for sure. It's why it's in centerpiece. But specifically, you know, now, uh, the mood in the United States today is, is one you got to check out. To wrap up my picks with something a little lighter than the heavier ones I talked about, I want to take it back to the Growing Pains screening and talk about Anna and Sloan go to the beach. This is just such a nice little slice of life film. Anna and Sloan are tween friends who are looking to scooter to the beach because they decided they're too grown up for their parents to drive them. And they end up getting sidetracked in their conflict of should we ditch the beach to be cool and grown up and just a journey of growing pains, just like the screening says. And as a woman, this definitely drew out some tween girl memories for me. And I think even if you were never a tween girl, you're going to see a little bit of yourself in this film. I also had a chance to talk with the director, Willa Rydell, and she told me that the two lead actors were actually friends in real life. And I think you can really see that chemistry on screen. They are so cute together. They really made the film what it was. They're awesome little actors. And this is a great heartwarming piece to leave you warm and fuzzy. That brings me to my last pick. This is in, oh, my favorite, my joy of joy, my radical experiment screening, um, directed by Joshua Ben Dillon, uh, the film My Heart is Erasing, which is this exploration of kind of um, uh, a young man uh, recollecting his relationship with his father um, and kind of, and I don't want to give anything away, but it's just very touching. It's heartbreaking. Um, it's really, it's very intimate. Um, and I've 
talked with Joshua and it is based on his actual relationship with his father. And it's, um, I don't know, there was something poignant about the way that we relate to one another, whether it's our friends, whether it's our family, especially right now where, you know, we are all, we're all quarantining and it's just, I don't know, kind of this minefield of trying to stay connected with people without really being able to physically be with them. And so it was just one of these, one of these films that kind of, I don't know, scratched, scratched that itch that just was about, you know, closeness and intimacy, but like, it's about keeping secrets too. It's this really, really just, I don't know, deep exploration of, um, of a, of a relationship that, um, I don't know, got under my skin in good and bad ways, but that's okay. Um, and that's, that's how these movies go sometimes. Um, and so, yeah, I think now we've kind of gone all the way around the horn. We've heard everybody's big picks. Um, and so let's do the whole thing again one more time and we can share some quick like lightning round honorable mention, some other films people should, uh, should check out. Um, and so, yeah, Dan, take us home. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't have, uh, you know, I'm a music video and animation programmer primarily. I didn't throw out any music videos in my top five this year. Uh, but I do have a couple more, um, and it, not necessarily there aren't amazing music videos this year, but, um, I just I had to talk about some other films that were sitting with me. Um, I do have a couple more quick animation to throw at you. Um, two amazing films, Knife Hanging from a Tree. Um, this is kind of, it would be right up Robert's Alley, very strange, um, experimental animation. Um, and then In Passing, which is this beautiful little slice of life film. Um, about uh, Hong Kong in the 70s, I want to say, um, kind of period piece, um, Spice of Life film. Um, but yeah, those are both beautiful. And then also just because I have to throw in another quick plug for some dark comedy, Downs of the Dead, um, which is um, going to be in the Thrills and Chills screening this year. Um, it is both thrilling and chilling. Um, absolutely takes... Um, uh, its premise and runs with it. It feels like an entire feature film. It's like 20 minutes long, but like it's got the, the, the jokes per minute on this sucker is nuts. Yeah, you're going to love it when you see it. I have way too many. And so I don't, I, I just, I would just list them, but that's no fun. But All Hours Absurdity specifically kicks off with Kylie Murphy's Advertisil. Beautiful, lovely. Shout out Kylie. So excited you're back this year. Uh, also in that screening is Peeps. I promise you have never seen a film <laughs> quite like Peeps before. Uh, it's great. Uh, you know, it might give you some of those like growing up nostalgic vibes, but also narrated in a way that I promise. Wow. You've just never seen it before. Uh, and then The Hunt in our Powerful Grit screening as well. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it's this really interesting look at life on a military base. And it's just like this super claustrophobic story uh, that I think the director Vincent D D'Alessandro pulls off so well, this, this very claustrophobic close quarters, uh, intense story that just, it's like a slice of life, but you get this like full almost day that you can see is the life of this main character um, that just blew me away. 
and then I want to shout out Carrie Fisher's Dead, which is in our dynamic duo screening, which Tiffany Lynn, welcome back. So excited to have you at the festival again this year. Beautiful animation, super fun. Just the most wonderful dynamic duo in my eyes. I want to start off really briefly. I know it's cliche, but we truly mean it that every film in the festival we deserve or we think that earns a place, deserves to be here and deserves to be watched. You know, everyone from Dan and Amy all the way down the programming staff, you know, really, really try to make sure that there are no weak spots in Nifty. So just want to reiterate that. I know we said it before. Um, the one honorable mention that I want to get to is actually a programmer pick from one of our other uh, programmers, uh, Chloe Rinkin, and that is God is a Lobster, uh, one of the most surreal stop you dead in your tracks uh, amalgamation of so many strange and beautiful things that culminate in something that is truly unique. Uh, do not want to give any bit of it away, but you know, an honorable mention for me, a programmer pick for Chloe, and I, I'm pretty sure a lot of a lot of people on the staff really, really enjoy it. So I want to just shout that out. Echoing what Kevin said, I have never programmed for Nifty before and the process blew me away. Every single film was incredible and watching so many young filmmakers just makes me feel like we're the future of the industry, which is super cool. And then just to rapid fire a few more recommendations, definitely check out Post Love. Um, it's about Irish old ladies living their retirement dreams. Super cute. Yellow Cards for Equal Pay is an inspiring story about a high school women's soccer team. Um, Kitchlets, the Kitchlets is just a freaking cute animation. Totally Studio Ghibli vibes. Don't miss that one. It's adorable. Joy Child is a powerful um, narration by a young gender non-conforming child, and it was great to hear their experience as a young person in the queer community. And finally, You Know the Drill is a hard-hitting documentary about active shooter drills in the U.S. Nice. And yeah, I only have a couple here um, to shout out, but um, but they're all goodies. Um, and just like everything else in the festival, but um it would do it would do my heart a wonder if you could make sure to see these um first up um emma eisner is a filmmaker an experimental filmmaker that has been in the festival for uh for several years now um and she has another film in this year called layers with layers like a like a um I don't know, like an evil villain might have not layers like an onion might have um but uh yes, so layers is kind of this um it's open to much interpretation but it's i think it's about domestic violence um and so take that as you as you will but it might mean something different to everybody um and so yeah check that one out and then uh, there's another film flowers within uh which is which is so good and beautiful and it's kind of a, the message of it is that um don't judge a book by its cover everybody has flowers inside of them when you get to know them um and there's and by the end of the movie everybody's got flowers outside of them too there's flowers everywhere it's beautiful it's great production design you got to check it out um and then finally a film called oh yeah um uh, which is uh takes place on a playground and also is open to much interpretation um but ultimately our bodies are kind of a playground. So, you know, take that with what you take that with a grain of salt, however you want to let that filter the way you view the uh, movie. 
but yeah, everybody go and check that out too. Um, and that's the end of my shout outs. So um, I know we wanted, there are some other programmers that couldn't be here uh, for this recording. So um, I'm gonna turn it over to Amy. She was gonna list off some of those and um, give the rest of the team a little bit of their own shout out. Would love to give these songs a shout out because Abe and Chloe couldn't be here. Uh, Mr. Wild, truly stunning, touching documentary. Highly recommend. Um, Godspeed, also just stunning. Some of the best cinematography I have ever seen. It's beautiful. Um, Venus is really cool animation. No Crying at the Dinner Table, which is in Centerpiece. It's a documentary. Uh, filmmaker Carol Nguyen is back. And Years, which is a, a really, really moving piece that is just so subtle and, and just really takes its time telling this story that uh, really touched me and I know several other programmers. If you want to hear um, Abe's thoughts on those, you'll be able to find his write-ups um, uh, at nifty.org. Shout out Chloe's picks as well. We hit up God is a Lobster. Just want to echo the love for that film. We all kind of feel like as soon as Chloe told us what her programmer's picks were, uh, everyone did a collective like, oh, but I was going to pick God is a Lobster. Real cloud, crowd pleaser. Really great. Uh, lots of love for that film. Really wonderful uh, animated film called The Metamorphosis. Very interesting narrative film called The Rose of Manila that um, kind of walks this line between narrative fiction and documentary storytelling in a way that's really interesting, telling the story of a real public figure. Highly recommend you check that out. Also, Handscape, which is this stunning film, uh, also is in Reclaiming Me, um, which is just a wonderful screening full through. Um, as well as shout out Pacific Northwest filmmakers. As you may or may not know, Nifty is headquartered in Seattle. And we have Headless Into Night playing in Pacific Northwest this year, which is super cool. Super cool. It's a wonderful Pacific Northwest filmmaker. He also has a screenplay in our screen Story Starts Here screenplay competition this year. And he's a finalist for that. So definitely an artist to watch. Again, if you want to read any of Chloe's wonderful comments about these fantastic films, uh, you'll be able to find all of our write-ups on these films at nifty.org slash programmers picks. Once again, I love all of these films. And I have seen every single film in the festival several times. And I want you to love these films just as much as I do. But the only way you're going to do that and also love the 200 other films we're showing at the festival is by getting your festival passes on sale now. We've got a wonderful virtual festival coming at you wherever you are, on your couch, on your laptop, in your bed, wherever you want to be. We got you. You can watch films from October 23rd to November 1st. Check it out. You don't want to miss it. Yeah, everybody, it's uh, the biggest nifty yet, and we're so excited to for you to go catch all these movies and more um, as part of the virtual festival this year. Um, and so if you did sit there and take notes during this Programmer's Picks episode, thank you so much. Uh, thank you for listening. For more information on Nifty 2020, The Talented Youth, and more emerging filmmakers than we mentioned here tonight, go to nifty.org. As Amy mentioned, you can find Nifty on Facebook and Twitter at NFFTY or on Instagram at Nifty Film. And for more podcasts from Party Fish Media, search Party Fish Media wherever you listen to podcasts or go and follow us on social media at Party Fish Media. Everybody, we will catch you during the virtual festival this year. 
And season three of the podcast is on the way, everybody. So thank you so much. We will catch you later. Party Fish Media acknowledges that it operates and records on indigenous Duwamish and Puget Sound Coast Salish land that is still home to the Duwamish tribe. This land is stolen in violation of the Point Elliott Treaty of 1855. We are committed to uplifting the name of these lands and community members from these nations who reside alongside us. For more information on this land, its people, or ways you can help, visit duwamishtribe.org or realrentduwamish.org.